The date is January 24th, 2019. The digital release is Weezer's Teal album. This is the Wet One, Bandits two, podcast. Three. podcast i'm wheezy and on the other end of the zoom meeting is yo <laughs> what's up people what's up it's slam jam hello uh, so hello so that was intro was a little different right uh yeah you could see why i tripped over it a little bit this album weezer's teal album well first hey let's whoa whoa back it up this is the Wet Bandits podcast. We are two fifths of the Wet Bandits. We do '90s discographies on this podcast. Uh, we cover any band's discography that has an album that falls in the '90s. So you will not hear Imagine Dragons on this podcast. Oh man! You will not hear the Carpenters on this podcast. Oh man! You might hear. Rolling Stones. They had a 90s Hell yeah. album. Bridges to Babylon. Have I used that example before? Yeah. Oh, damn. I know I should prepare that ahead of time, I suppose. But here we are, unprepared, as usual. You know, these Dude, are trying I, times. <laughs> what were you going to say? I think unprepared is the best preparation sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe not for the intro to the show, like week after week. <laughs> <laughs> but but definitely sometimes but anyway i'm glad we got the intros out of the way it's important to do that so that's what yeah. we do here regarding the specific intro to this episode the teal album we are releasing first we're re releasing it before the black album which we've already recorded from weezer we're releasing it first because digitally it was released like a month and a half before the physical release which was actually one week after the Black Album. But certainly the Teal Album was in the public conscious before the Black Album was, right? I don't even know. I might have just said the Black before the Black. I lost track of what I was saying. But Africa, specifically, was out early enough that people were well aware of what the Teal Album was before the Black Album was released. So I think it's fair to put this one first. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... Digitally, yeah. digitally, digitally, this was released well before the Black Album. The number one song on the date of its release was Sunflower, Post Malone, and Shway Lee. Is that how you say it? Do you know who that is? Don't know it. Don't know it. It's, it's spelled S-W-A-E. <laughs> so I don't know if that's Sway. It's probably Sway. But I said shway. Shway, bro. Yeah. Shwaybles. Did you did you have are you a Schwabels bread fan? No. No. <laughs> do, are, do you know what Schwabels is? No. Oh, it's a bread. It's the bread that 
of choice when I was a kid. It's it's like you got it out of the plastic and it was like so soft it was almost wet. What bread is the bread with the clown on it? Because that's the one I get. The clown? Clown bread? I don't know. <laughs> you you eat some clown bread? <laughs> uh, I'm Googling bread clown. Um, and you're the bread clown. I'll, I'll just go look at it. Yeah, you need to. I mean, it, it, it can't be Wonder Bread. Dude, dude, this might blow your mind. What what kind is it? Schwebels. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I I googled it and it said it was like old Schwebels bread clown blah blah blah. <laughs> I was like, what are the odds? What are the odds? I had no idea that the Schwebels bread logo was a clown. Yeah. Holy moly. So when I was eating Schwebels there weren't no clown on it. Uh, there just, ain't no clown. It was on just the, the word Schwebels with, you know, uh, green and red, like Italian uh, colors. I don't know if it's because Schwebels is an Italian company or because it was Italian bread. I don't know, but you're right. When you open that bag, you're like, I'm ready for this turkey sandwich. Yeah, hell yeah. And <laughs> then you take a bite and the bread gets stuck like behind your front teeth because it's so squishy. Yep. Yeah. And you're like... I'm going to leave it up there and save it for later. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, back to the list. Number one mainstream rock song on this date, SOS, parentheses, sawed off, shotgun, the glorious sons. What do you think about Don't that? Don't know it. Don't know it either. W- what's the allure of the sawed off shotgun? I like, don't. Oh. Don't, you kind of feel like there are people who think like, if I had a regular shotgun and I went on a killing spree, I could probably take down like three or four people. But if that saw- shotgun was just sawed off a little bit, I mean, I'd pretty much be Rambo. Yeah. Because that's the feeling I get. I, I think people think like a sawed off shotgun makes you like an indestructible warrior because people are obsessed with It's like an apocalypse. It. It's like... Yeah. But what's the what's the deal? Well, it reminds me like Western shit too. Sure. Yeah, Maybe it's like you can holster it. You can like yeah, transport. Yeah, but it becomes less accurate, right? I think so. You would th- right because isn't the length of the barrel what l- don't longer barrels mean more accuracy? Yeah, I don't know. And and also like shotguns aren't very accurate anyway. Like that's the yeah. point is that they spray. I don't know, but when you're playing Gears of War on Xbox, you like that sawed off <laughs> shotgun, you know? <laughs> Which Gears of War is that? I don't know. Uh, I think from the very beginning. Oh, really? Mm, maybe not till two. I played the first two. I played the first two. Maybe it's not till two or three that you can have the sawed-off shotgun. I don't know. Anyway. That shit was cool. Like yeah. the Hammer of Dawn. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, Gears is what got me into Xbox. Well, Oh, really? I shouldn't say it like that. It was more like I, I didn't have like the next-generation game system at the time. When Xbox and I guess Xbox the original was a uh, same time as PlayStation Two, right? Or did Xbox, Xbox. come out with PlayStation One? Uh, it was a little later. So PlayStation uh, One was like parallel, kind of with the N sixty four. That's what I thought. So 
so point being, if I was undecided between the newest PlayStation, like PlayStation Two, or Xbox, it it was Gears that made me decide. Like, mm, I'm going Xbox. Yeah. But they, you know, they kind of get boring after a while. They're all the same thing. Duck yeah. behind cover, shoot the some things' heads off. You know. I like I like the mechanics of like being able to like look around the corner and stuff. Me too. I mean, it's a That's fun cool. game. But I'm not yeah. as excited about the like the fifth one came out this year. I haven't even I've played it, but I haven't finished it or anything. It's not. Yeah, you bought it. Yeah, I bought it. Well, I have a buddy from college who, when Gears games comes come out, we always beat them together. But this year we got it on the first day, and I went over and played. And we played for a long time, but then you know eventually I had to go home. We couldn't beat the whole thing. Eventually, and then I had to return. I called him like two days later, and I was like, you want to play Gears? He's like, dude, I beat it already. <laughs> he just did it without me. So wow. he was more excited about it than I was, I guess. It's like watching a movie, and it's like, oh, dude, I got to bounce. And it's like, hey, I watched that movie, and uh, you'll never know the ending. I know. That's what I say. What an ass. Anywho, moving on. Top five albums. We're setting a new record for length of time to get through this day in music history. Number one album on, and I don't think I was very clear. This is, these numbers or these charts are related to the physical release, not the digital release. But anyway. Was Teal released as physical? Yeah, yeah. Like March 8th, I think I said. I have it as a CD. Because, you know, I don't like I got to tell you. Yeah. I might actually buy Teal as a CD. Really? Yeah. I'm interested. How come? Well, we'll get to that. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> number one, Future Hendrix Presents. Now, I think I was supposed to read that as Future Hendrix Presents, but but no, sir. It's spelled without any vowels. So, Future Hendrix Presents The Wizard. So, no vowels. There is one vowel in Wizard. They just took out the A. Hmm. So, I don't know if the artist What is, is this, like a license plate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if the artist is Future Hendrix, and the album name is The Wizard, or if he's The Wizard, and Future Hendrix is like a, a promotion conglomerate, or what. Yeah. But I can't pretend to know anything about that album. Do you know it? <laughs> No. I didn't think so. Number two, Heart It. I might have written this down wrong. It says Heart It in a Past Life. But I feel like Heart Is in a Past Life makes more sense. What do you think? Heart in a Past Life? Oh, no. I was right. Heard it. (laughs) I, I totally got it wrong. I wrote Heart instead of Heard. Heard it in a past life. Maggie Rogers. Ever heard of that? Don't know it. Don't know it. Me neither. Hoodie, number three, Hoodie Szn. That's Hoodie S-Z-N. And uh, that's the name of the album. Hoodie Szn, or Hoodie Season. A Boogie with the Hoodie. That is the artist. A Boogie with the Hoodie. Didn't we already talk about how people, like, all the good band names are taken, so they're... (laughs) Yeah, that's more evidence that all the good band names are taken. Dude, these are the worst. These are the worst band names we've ever had in the you top think so? five. Do they get a uh, bandy? 
The yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about the bandies. I'm excited, but they de- definitely we're gonna have to do worst group name in the top five because we got yeah. definitely two nominees here: the Wizard and a Boogie with the Hoodie. I think I think it. We have to honor that artist or record by actually listening to the record. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But far be it from us to crap on something and not know anything about it. So we, we have to listen to it. If yeah. we're giving it a bandy for worst name. Yeah. Number four, Spider-Man in, Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. There we go. That's something we've heard of. And number five, I Am is Greater Than I Was, 21 Savage. So that's your rounding out your top five. Uh, Teal album entered the the charts at number forty seven, but actually the following week it got up to number five. So that's cool. There you go. Yep. Um, so the, uh, just a little background: this album was apparently conceived basically, and we've talked about how Rivers will listen to fans seemingly a lot more than some other bands will. There was just a lot of fan ups upswell to have them cover Africa specifically. And Weezer was like, okay, we'll cover Africa. And then re- they released a cover of Rosanna, which is a different Toto song. Mm. And I would argue the better Toto song. Do you know that one? Yeah. Yeah. Ros- yeah. Rosanna rules. Rosanna's badass, bro. Uh-huh. So they released that as kind of like a joke. And then they, they decided to re- release Africa. Um, the album was released on the 24th without any advertisement. So they, they did a bunch of 80s-style promotions, but then they just kind of, like, released it. Um, and then when the physical sales went out, the first, I don't know how many, but a small number were sent out with, with like, 80s-style stuff, like a teal wallet, teal Rubik's Cube, all this, like, teal merch. Um, so just kind of, like, fun stuff, I guess, to put out with it. But otherwise, there's not, like, it just seems like this is a fun thing they wanted to do. In th- There's a lot of, like, hot takes on it, whether this album is good or bad. And, and you get that with any album, but it seems like, especially Weezer, you get a lot of differing opinions on whether what they've done now is good or not. And it's always through the lens of Pinkerton, it seems like, as we talked about a bunch of times. Uh People are really divided, uh, and I think in my own head, I'm pretty divided as to w- what I make of this as a couple of things. Like, what do I make of it as a Weezer album? What do I make of it as a covers album? And what do I make of it as just like a piece of art sort of like separate from either of those first two things? Mm. And I, I'm not totally sure of the answers to <laughs> to any of those, but I would listen to... I would listen obviously to your opinions on on all of that and I'm I'm actually kind of hoping that it sheds a little light for me as to what I think cuz I'm kind of undecided. This this does not feel like an album that we should be going through every song on. But <laughs> do, yeah. Oh. Uh, it it is ex- if you don't own the Teal album, it is exactly what you think it is. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of cover songs, and I would say that because I, I, I described it as just something they wanted to do for fun, I don't see a whole lot of c- 
cohesiveness in this set of songs. There's not like a theme other than they're all not written by Weezer. For the most part, they kind of sound like a cover band doing these. They don't, a lot of them are just pretty faithfully done. Yeah. They're, the only one that's really different, I would say, is No Scrubs, the TLC yeah. cover. But I'm just going to run through the songs that are on here if people aren't aware. We've got Africa kicking it off, obviously. Everybody Wants to Rule the World, uh, Sweet Dreams, Annie Lennox, uh, Take On Me, Happy Together, which Happy Together is probably the oldest one on here, I'm guessing. I don't know if that's older than Stand By Me or not, but uh, Paranoid, Mr. Blue Sky, No Scrubs, which he said, Billie Jean, Stand By Me. Those are the 10 tunes on here. (sighs) I bought this because I'm going to buy any Weezer album, but if you just, like, told me that's the set list of cover songs they were going to do, I'd just kind of be like, okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think they fit Weezer really good. Do you? Like, they're able, like, safely pull it off. And I don't mean, like, safely. Like, they just, they can pull off the cover, you know, like, badass. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And, uh, And, like, a lot of the songs, like, Paranoid, like, they even have, like, that, like, bass lick in there that's, like, so subtle. Like, no one would... This average listener wouldn't notice anything. What, uh, through the in the intro part, uh, I think it's like through the verse or something. Okay, I don't know, we're gonna but. play a little of it. Here we go. actually do know which lick you're talking about now that i've heard yeah did you hear it in there Nah. okay i yeah you as a musician musician you'll know yeah yeah there's a like go ahead yeah you know what i'm talking about here i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to hit it right on point for the listeners one more time and i'll rewind it a couple of times so you can hear it when it goes by Damn it, I blew it, man. I was I was past it already. This is bad. three times you, you, 
it's it's hard to say. It'll depend on your listening device whether you hear that really well. But you can hear Scott Shiner be like, and uh, yeah. it's a cool lick. You're right. I would have missed that if you hadn't noted it. Dude, my bro. Yeah. Just messaged me and he's looking through our Instagram and he's like, dude, this is some funny stuff. Good. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, we do what we can. Tell all your friends. You listening to that, you know, I, they're pretty faithful covers, but clearly that version is a little quicker than the Sabbath version. Yeah. Um, they they do some different structural things too with that one. Um, they leave some things out of that version that are that is in the Black Sabbath. I feel like the Sabbath version is a little longer, not just because the tempo is slower. Mm. Like maybe the you can't really call it a solo section, but um, I don't know. It's not that important. the The point is that otherwise, it is like really faithful. the The guitars in this version are a little bigger, but that's more the style of today's playing and the production value. I think more than the more than like Weezer trying to be clever with the arrangements or something. I think they just play it a little different. But dude, those were my notes. I said, stay true to. To the cover, maybe adjusted some tempos. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty true. It's pretty true. Um, do you see which one do you think is the best on here? The best? Well, the one you like the best. Is it Paranoid? No. Ooh. I said Happy Together is my hidden gem. Really? That one's pretty. And that's usually my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's Happy Together. I like this one too. Think about your day and night It's only right To think about the girl you love And hold her tight So happy together If I should call you up Invest a dime And you say you belong to me And ease my mind Imagine how the world could be So very fine So happy together That's a good call. That's, that, that's fun, too. Very faithful. By the way, could yeah. you hear that one at all? No. <laughs> We're, as I've said before, when in a Zoom meeting, and our audio interface and how Sam and I are getting audio isn't that great. So basically what I've been trying to do is play the song, take off my headphones, put it over my microphone so Sam can hear it. Oh, dude, that's why you can't hear it. I'm so silly. I, I'm going to get you to hear it next time, I think. Yeah. It's because I was trying to put it through this microphone. You need the computer microphone, bro. I'm such a silly Billy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Happy Together, like, it's hard for me to pick my favorite of these because, honestly, I don't really love any of them. And I know that I'm hating right now, but none of these, like, really excite me. A couple of my college friends were like, dude, been listening to the Teal album with my kids. It's pretty fun. And... And obviously there was this big push to get them to do Africa. But I, I honestly, I think the like push for Africa sort of soured me on this whole idea. Because, yeah. because to me, covering Africa is not cool anymore. Like, yeah. I know that sounds really judgmental, but obviously we're in a 90s cover band. So, and, and we have been for like six years. 
So I thought the the time to strike on a 90s cover band was about, I thought we were a little ahead of the curve there. And I thought, at least in the Midwest, you know, we've seen a lot of 90s cover bands sprout up around us. But we were kind of the first in this area that was really playing out. So I let's say we're, th- you know, two years ahead of the curve, right? That That means 80s bands were like, 12, 15 years ago. Like, I was doing an 80s band in college in, like, 2002. And then it only seemed sort of clever, you know? So, And we were covering Africa. Like, and I'm not saying that Weezer, like, we're the litmus test and Weezer is late because we had done it so much earlier, but, like, it's the same thing with people loving Don't Stop Believing." Like, that yeah. song was ironically great, 15 years ago like it was great when it came out in the 80s then it was ironically great in the late 90s early 2000s and now it's annoyingly overdone another 15 years later or 10 years later and that's africa is starting to fall in there for me so yeah africa had like a resurgence like a few years ago which is probably why weezer did it yeah but like to to me, and I don't know if I, I think that makes me a sourpuss that I kind of have this take on it, and I understand why someone would disagree with me. But I, it just doesn't do anything for me to be like Weezer's covering Africa. Like it's like, well, you know, no matter how they do it, I'm gonna always probably prefer the Toto version. And yeah. and second, like I don't need to hear another band do an '80s cover of like this like kitschy kind of like ironic song um not that it was intended to be ironic but like I, you I know what i was kind of su- surprised about tell me they didn't do like a nirvana cover that's, and they like do that live dude that's what i mean like i don't understand i kind of don't understand what they're going for here like i get fans requested africa I mean, no offense, but a lot of we. I mean, yes, offense. But no offense to Weezer, but a little bit of offense to their fans. Like, a lot of people don't know what they really want, mm-hmm. and a lot of people's ideas are bad. Like, just because fans ask you to play Africa does not mean you should. And and they do a fine cover of Africa, and it's fun to listen to, and whatever. But if you're gonna do a covers album, do something. I guess I just wanted something a little more interesting. And Paranoid's pretty fun. Happy Together's pretty fun. No Scrubs is pretty fun. But, but for example, like Mr. Blue Sky, the ELO song they do, it's like they do a pretty good job of recreating it. Yeah. But I'd rather just listen to ELO do it. I, I guess I don't need Weezer's version of Mr. Blue Sky. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You think like I'm gonna go back to Metallica here, but like the songs that they covered was like their roots. That's what like, I'm those talking are about. Bands that they like grew up on, like they did Motorhead. You know, this Black Sabbath, which we we are probably like. You know, they probably like some Sabbath, but yeah, I I'm with you on that, and that's kind of I guess kind of what I'm trying to say. Oh man, I have a tough time talking about this this album obviously because i don't want to hate on it so much like it's 
I liked it. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. The, Nick Flanagan, who who wrote a review for Now, um, his, his take, I'm going to read verbatim what he said. He says, and he gave it a one star out of five. <laughs> he said, "Wow, what's horrible about this record is the total lack of controversy, the lack of anything. It does, doesn't even pass as a joke album. They're just straight ahead, paint-by-numbers covers, like something a wedding band might play. That's what I was exactly. Yeah. Like, and that's while I don't necessarily agree that that makes it deserve a one out of five. I don't really disagree with him. Like, this is this does sound like what a wedding band would do. And dude, they could make another one too. They could, and and I guess in the in the pantheon of cover albums, you know. Guns N' Roses does the Spaghetti Incident, which is a bunch of covers that, like, most of, most of them people don't know. Like, people don't yeah. wouldn't have been aware that they were covers. Um, Rage Against the Machine does Renegades, and obviously they put their a really strong spin on all of those. Um, so you, you get all these cover albums. You know, there are more, of course. Uh, Garage Inc., like you said, is, is more like the roots of Metallica stuff, and they change they changed up a lot of those tunes also while still making them recognizable. Mm-hmm. Weezer, I th- I think does do like a wedding band version of a, yeah. what a lot of these songs are. And and it seems we, you have made the really good point of always saying like what Weezer does is they make sure that every album has a big hit. And what that at the very least does is sell enough of that record to make the next one. Yeah. You know, and it feels a little bit like the Teal album was, you know, we're going to do Africa, and that's going to fund the next thing we do. But they made a whole album of that. And it's like, you know, they were probably guaranteed to get a top five album on the shoulders of Africa, but then they get to do the Take On Me video, which was also very, like, it's pretty much the same idea. Like, let's take another 80s song with an iconic video, redo the video... And, you know, we'll have another set of three or four songs that we can do live that people will really like. But it's not a, like, great take on any of these. Yeah, it's just, like, might as well kind of listen to the original. Yeah. I guess it's kind of interesting. Like, it's a good piece of content. Yeah. You know, they're having their discog. Yeah. It's like, but it is kind of fun listening to in those scrubs and stuff, you know. Yeah, uh, honestly, I haven't seen you take a drink of that beer yet. Yeah, hold on, I'm gonna do it right now. I think "Death to False Metal" they covered "Unbreak My Heart," and I think I like that cover better than all these because yeah. it's the most different from the original. And "No Scrubs" is probably the one most like that on here, but even "No Scrubs" is almost like. I guess because No Scrubs is put with all these other songs, I almost, it leaves kind of like a bad taste in my mouth. Like, like the joke of that one is that it's a female R&B group and they're... And they're like, like four white guys. Yeah. And the, the problem is that I think they think it's a joke. And I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make Weezer sound like problematic because I think that's a bunch of bullshit. But in the context of the rest of this, I'm like, I don't know that that's f- 
funny. And and I would have almost preferred you do like a whole album of that stuff. Like also do do a couple other R and B tunes. I guess you could argue yeah, that like, Billie Jean falls in there. Yeah, like where you're forced to create your own sound because exactly. that's not yeah. Yep. Yeah, whether it's whether it's black groups or whether it's boy bands or whether it's I meant black yeah. groups because, you know, TLC is black women, but I meant as opposed to that, if you're not gonna do a whole bunch of like African American R and B groups, then at least do like boy bands or at least do um Elton John tunes from the nineties yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. do stuff that's not rock band stuff or pop music. Do something that's a yeah. little bit fringier. You know, they they do Billie Jean, I'm going to play a little of Billie Jean real quick. Where's my microphone laptop? Laptop microphone. <laughs> laptop, oh boy. Microphone. Oh, laptop microphone. It'll pick up the signals from the space. <laughs> well, anyway, you remember what Billie Jean sounded like, Sam. Now the audience knows. That, to me, Billie Jean is... We're going to do an official cover cut, Hidden Gem. Like, yeah. But Billie Jean, I think, is pretty bad. That and Stand By Me. It's just like... Out of all the cover songs, it's like you picked the one that every... But maybe they made it like they are a cover band. Like, we are doing the songs that we have to do to be successful as a cover band. That's not a bad take. Maybe that's what they had to do. Yeah. Like, their thought. That sounds like a Rivers thing. You're right. It's like, if we're really going to do a cover record, we're going to do... A cover record. Dude, we are a, going to be the cover band. That's a pretty good take, because because it is like, I I just read that review from the previous guy who said like there's no controversy. Well, maybe Weezer is kind of incapable of making a controversial record musically now. So the controversy is what we're talking about now. Like this is the controversy. Did they yeah. do a stupid cover record? And you know you're probably right. I mean, if you look at it that way, like, I I thought the same thing you thought. Stand By Me and Billie Jean, like, come on. Could you do anything more obvious? Yeah. And, and to but, me, Billie Jean isn't done that well. Yeah. But, like, you could go to any bar and play those and people would dance. Right. Like, where's Margaritaville and Brown-Eyed Girl, man? Why didn't they cover <laughs> those? It's like you can't go play, like, a, like a, one of those songs off Garage, So What?, Right. And play it, you know, they they may have done the cover band album. All right, man, here we go. We we didn't prep each other for this, but if you were going to do the cover band album, what would you end that album with? End? Yeah, the cover band, the definitive cover band album. What would you end it with or start it with? End Whichever it with. one. Like if you want to pick the one that would just kick ass, what do you end it with? 
or what do you start it with? Wow, that's really hard, man. I think I've already Dude. got what I would. I think you would start that album. And by the way, not we're asking it in the context of how Weezer's doing it, right? So uh-huh. like the most obvious covers. Yeah. I think you'd have to kick that album off with Sweet Home Alabama. Ooh. Bam, bam, bam. Right. Yeah. Every, <laughs> Burn it up. <laughs> every fucking band does Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. So I think you'd kick it off with Sweet Home Alabama. That's good. What do you? What would you kick it off with or close it with? Do you want to keep thinking? Because I got my closer. Uh, yeah, what's your closer? I think my closer is Purple Rain. Oh, yeah, dude. I pick yours. <laughs> well... Grasshopper, I've been at this a long time. <laughs> I was thinking like Freebird to be funny, but like if we're doing the actual, like Freebird, the hidden. Track. No, dude, dude, Freebird would be my second choice for the closer. Yeah. And the only reason it's not first is because I opened with Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Okay. So Freebird's a good choice, even though band. I get what you're saying. Bands don't actually cover Freebird. Good. But. But I would put it on yeah. a cover album to be funny. Actually, yeah. that would be genuinely funny. Like if Weezer had put Freebird on this album, I would be on board, fully on board. Think about yeah. how hilarious that would be. Weezer doing Freebird. Uh, they blew it by not putting Freebird. Dude, I think I think it'd be good as like a hidden track. Like yeah. keep listening. Someone yells Freebird. Free people, yeah, people start chanting. It gets louder. Yeah. Like what the hell is going on? And then. Dude. They that just would play be the so first great. Chord. That would be so great. They should. Well, we're gonna do that now, like yeah. on on uh, the Wet Bandit's first studio release. That's what we're doing. But that would be funny. Yeah. So yeah, I think Stand by Me and Billy Jean are pretty weak. I th- Mr. Blue Sky is such a good song, but is so faithful to the original that yeah. it's like I I'd rather just listen to the ELO version. Same with Take on Me. Gosh, same with most of these. It sound, take on me sounds like, I mean, they did it pretty well. I'm like, yeah. Here, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of that one. Yeah, man. I, there's not. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. We're not going to do. Let's do cover cut hidden gem, and then I have another okay. thing to do here, right? So the only single on here was Africa. Everything else qualifies as a potential hidden gem. So if 
Wet Bandits were going to cover one of these covers, what would you, and it doesn't have to be 90s, what would you pick? I pick No Scrubs. Me bro. too. Even though it is 90s, I'd pick No Scrubs also. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I partly picked it because it is 90s, but I think that's the best option of all these. The rest are two, like, obviously yeah. cover band songs. So, uh, yeah. did you already tell me what you'd cut? Uh, I told you my hidden gem. Oh, yeah. Would you, what would you cut? Dude, stand by me. Yeah, I'd cut Billie Jean, but I could go yeah. either way because I don't really care for either one. Um, and your hidden gem was Happy Together, which yeah. uh, which I'm cool with. My hidden gem is Paranoid, but just because I kind of like Paranoid, you know? Yeah. Like, I've said this before about other albums that like a lot of my gauge for whether I really love the album or not is if I get excited about the hidden gem, you know, like, oh, people don't know this one like, and they need to, like, I'm not really excited to name paranoid, my hidden gem for the teal album. Yeah. I'm just not like a hundred percent on board with the album. I, it's not that I don't like it, but I'll tell you what, I mean, I know you like the teal album, so I don't want to like, minimize the importance of that but on a personal level this makes me feel like we i sold pacific daydream a little short like i'll take pacific daydream over teal like a lot yeah we, we barely we just glossed over pacific daydream which maybe some of our fandits will be mad about but it was just first of all we were in a rush to record it which happens from time to time you know life gets in the way but we, like we said we open it up to other Fandits to come on the show and we'll we'll do a Pacific Daydream episode again if we have to. We'd yeah. love to have you on. Let's let's talk about this other thing. So I don't know if you looked at the notes. I updated the notes that I sent you, but I, I didn't tell you that I did that. No, um, I didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> I was on a run the other day and I was thinking about the podcast as I often do on my runs. And I was like I, I was thinking about what the teal album is and what the black album i've been thinking a lot more about the black album too because we recorded that episode the very first of all the episodes we did on weezer and it's like how do those fit in the weezer catalog does the fact that we i know where you're going do you yeah do you want to tell everyone like with the van weezer yeah and and how like how it all kind of relates to the first two things they did and how it's all like reactionary. Now I am curious about what Van Weezer is going to be, and that's going to be reactionary, of course, to the Black Album and Teal. But like we've always said, or like I've always said, I don't know that you agree, but um, I think it's kind of hard to argue. Like everything is judged against Blue and Pinkerton mm-hmm. in a similar way to how Star Wars films are judged against Empire and A New Hope, right? Yeah. So I think you could look at, in this scenario, you could look at, and I'm sorry to people who are bored of Star Wars, but I think I can make an argument for some of these, all right? So here's what I have for you. Blue Album's A New Hope, all right, in this scenario. Blue Album is A New Hope, not in the way that A New Hope changed how movies are made or how people look at them. Blue Album was not like that, you know, groundbreaking. Yeah. But what it was was the introduction to this new... It was at least an introduction to a new band, a new popular entity in media, right? Uh, so you learned the characters. Exactly. You learned the characters yeah. on the Blue Album. And then you get this gritty sequel 
that a lot of people will will argue is better than the original, which was already good. But for some people, it's a little too dark. But in general, it is well-received like the original, and that would be Pinkerton. So Pinkerton is like Empire. Blue Album is like New Hope. Now, I'm pretty much... The way I'm looking at Weezer, Weezer's CD catalog for me kind of goes in a similar uh, order to how the Star Wars films are released, all right? So I would say that the Green Album is, in a lot of ways, Return of the Jedi, right? You still have, like, the similar songs, and it's, like, summing up. But it's not as good as the first two. Exactly. It's not as good as the first two. It's fine. It's good. Probably better received when it came out than it is now. Like, looking back on it, it's like, that's still good. But a lot of the shine on it was the fact that it was what came after these two really good ones. People's opinions about Jedi, Return of the Jedi are mixed, and people's feelings about Green are mixed. I would say Return of the Jedi probably holds up a little better than the Green album does. But uh, Yeah, but, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. I would say Maladroit is most similar to Phantom Menace, Ooh. which is people are mega excited about it when it comes out massively either and then immediately there are two factions once you see it slash hear it the people who swear they still love it and the people who immediately are off the weezer train like yeah no more i'm not putting up with this shit this is not good or the people who are like no it's still great i swear i still love it and i also think that in the the years that have gone by, unlike the Green Album, I think you can go back to Maladroit and be like, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought it was at first. Yeah. And I think people who hated Phantom Menace at first can go back and at least be like, man, those fight scenes are great. The score was great. Darth Maul pretty much rules. And right? it's better than Attack of the Clones. A hundred percent. And I <laughs> would say, here's where I start to get controversial. I would say make-believe is Attack of the Clones, which is people get psyched that Yoda fights in Attack of the yeah. Clones, just like people, you know... Overhyped. Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills wins a Grammy, so people are like, hell yeah, Weezer's back, bro. But you actually watch the movie or you actually listen to the whole album and there's just not a lot there. You know? I, now, in our fan voting, Make Believe has done pretty well, but... I, this is my rankings, and I just think that album doesn't give you much. Like, outside of a couple good tunes, there's n- just not much there. I have a feeling that when we do our final rankings after the Van Weezer episode, Make Believe is going to be pretty low for me. Yeah, like Maladroit and Phantom Menace get style points because they're like brand new. Yep. It's like a brand new thought. Yep. Attack yeah. of the Clones and Make Believe are bridges to other things. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of experimentation. I said that Ratitude is Revenge of the Sith. So I kind of skipped the Red Album in there. But I said Ratitude is Revenge of the Sith. Now, you're, I think, more of a Revenge of the Sith fan than I am. Yeah. but Because I'm not a huge Revenge of the Sith fan. So what I took that to mean was you've got one pretty great thing happening. Like in Ratitude, yeah. uh, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. That, to me, is a pretty strong Weezer single. And the fact that you 
at least are getting to see how Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader. Like, Revenge of the Sith for me is like, okay, I'm glad I know that now. You know, I guess that was fun to find out. But as a film, that it's just like mediocre to me. And in the Weezer catalog, though I genuinely like Ratitude and I genuinely enjoy watching Revenge of the Sith, I can look at them and be like, these are probably not great pieces of art. So that's where I stick those. Now we get to the most recent films. Oh, boy. Here we go. What do you think I said? I I want you to guess. What do you think I said Force Awakens is most... Red album. No. Now, why do you say red? Because pork and beans, bro. It's like same recipe you you went with the same thought i had but i went whole album i said the teal album is force awakens uh, okay i for me the force awakens is jj abrams version of a cover album so like yeah no that that's completely right it's the same exact movie almost yeah and, and similar to the teal album it's like i enjoy it like i like sitting down and watching it and i like sitting down and listening to the teal album but it doesn't give me a whole lot new. Um, yeah. Like Obi-Wan dies, Han dies. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. There's a big planet that shoots lasers in both of them. They both explode. Yeah. So I'm probably a bigger fan of Force Awakens than the Teal album, but I thought it was still an apt comparison that people would understand. Like at the end of A New Hope, Luke goes to Dagobah. Mm-hmm. And then at the end... Of The Force Awakens, Ray goes to Luke. That's right. That's right. All right. So do you want to take a stab at Last Jedi? I'll give you a hint. I'm a big Last Jedi fan. It's um the one with the weird creature on the front. You got it. Everything will be all right in the end. That's yeah. The Last Jedi. That is, it's, it's different. It's not, it's kind of separate from the rest of the Weezer universe, but it is very strong. I even put Death to False Metal in there. I had I had both of those together as sort of like, these are almost separate from the catalog, but they deserve to be recognized as really strong um, additions to the catalog. So that's why I put that in there. Rise of Skywalker, solid B minus C plus. <laughs> yeah. You know what goes in there? Oh, uh, what? Hurley. Hurley is Rise okay. of Skywalker because there's a couple r- good tunes and it's fun. It's generally fun, but yeah. the excitement does not last long. It it doesn't stick with you. It's not like peanut butter on the roof of your mouth, you know. Yeah. So it's just like stimulating. Yeah. Like you know, and like, it's pretty. Con- yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a constant barrage of entertainment or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. That's that, man. That's that's why I, I was doing that uh, before work today. Uh, I like it, that. It struck me on a run. So we should just do that, like, maybe not Star Wars necessarily, but we should do our album comparisons for the discographies when we're done. Like, Yeah, that's... Anyway, because it was fun to do. It was fun for me to make, so... Um, yeah. So we, got, we did our cut cover, Hidden Gem. We did our uh, Star Wars comparison. Next week... Which, for us, we're not going to record... Well, we might record some things for our next discography, which is going to be a surprise. But uh, when we record together again, right now it's the end of April, we think that the uh, bi- a lot of the business ban will be lifted in Ohio. So we're going to 
hopefully be able to record our Van Weezer episode together, which will be sweet. Yeah. And uh, I think the plan is to... Hold me and hold me. <laughs> I think the plan is to rank those, rank all the Weezer albums, including Van Weezer. Yeah. You think? That's what we're going to try to yeah. do. It's always hard to rank something. Like, we had a hard time. And I think with Tool, what we did was we ranked them after 10,000 days, and then we tried to re-rank them after we listened to uh, to uh, Fear Inoculum. And I think we both said Fear Inoculum was maybe their best. <laughs> did it's we do by that? Far, yeah, it's, it's my favorite record of yeah. Tool's. And yeah. it's changed, too. Like, it just goes, like, Fear Inoculum back in that order. yeah. Actually, Amina might be more than Lateral Alice. Yeah. It's pr- I think it's the same as yours now. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, point being, we'll, we'll do our best to objectively rank Van Weezer in with the rest of them. But, uh, yeah. So, my plan is, is to drink a decent amount when we get together to do that. So, I, I and because this is, we're going to release the Black Album next, but we didn't wrap up the whole series then because we recorded it first. So I kind of want to do a little bit of wrapping up here. And, and just to say that like, like everything else that we do in this podcast, like uh, in a lot of ways, even as someone who Weezer was their fifth favorite brand, this is doing, this has really clarified a lot of my feelings about Weezer. The fact that you pointed out that rivers is like the white Prince, like, guitar player singer prince um is uh is something i had never considered but the more i think about it the more i'm like i at least i see that point of view like he is really versatile and talented and has great pop sensibility like prince could like pick up a guitar and play probably any cover yeah and i feel like rivers can do that too Uh uh-huh yeah and and, and doing this, like going through their catalog and really trying to find value in everything they did. Like, I already like Pacific J- Daydream so much more than I did when I was listening to it just as a casual listener. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for me to rank them because they're all like, they all have their strengths, which I like. And it, what that means, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for me to put one on the bottom. You know, I, yeah. I don't have... I don't have a problem saying like, look, Red Album is better than Green Album for me now. And I did not used to think that, but I do now. But 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 once I get to the point where I'm pushing one of them all the way down, that's what's going to be hard. I don't know. But it's been, it's been kind of a wild Weezer ride. I think our Van Weezer episode will probably be a little bit shorter and a little more just like what we think of the album in general and, and party time. But but then uh, when we do the Van Weezer one, we'll announce our next discography. Um, not sure if we're doing a palate cleanser yet or not. This COVID-19 thing has really made it difficult to plan ahead. But yeah, well, what but do you we th- will survive. We'll survive. <laughs> Maybe we'll do another live song. You got anything else for the people? Bye. Get Bye. wet. Get wet. Better turn up the volume of the song, am I right? All right, stay around, I want to talk. I got a story. A story once was told. Two young boys.
going to the liquor store where they sold their souls. Forgot that uh, that I had to let you in. I'm trying to unmute your mic. Can I unmute your mic? Hey. Hey, motherfucker. Dude, do you even like me? Yeah, I like you a lot. <laughs> Dude, do you even like me, man? Yeah. Um. How's it going? Dude, it's, it's rough over here. Can Is you hear it? me? Yeah. Okay. Dude, work fucking sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Or like like what like what are you doing? Um well, it's kind of like we've it's just different. Like we have to run everything differently now, right? Uh-oh. Like I'm not complaining. Like I have yeah. a job, but but it's like we have to We've we've become like an online business, like we're like Amazon now, which means mm. your return rates are really high. Your, uh, like, I'm con- and and there's only like three of us that know what the fuck we're doing. So like, whenever there's a problem, we're not only are we the ones who have to do everything, we're also like the tech center, the help center. Like we have yeah. other employees who are doing things, but they don't know how to actually solve a problem. So it's just like I talked to three people who are just like insane today and it's just like I I I really just want to tell these customers like hey fuck off like yeah. get a grip there's this one lady who we talked to today who she apparently now I think she's mistaken but she said that our salesperson told her on Saturday that her shoes would arrive today it's Which, always that's always what they say, right? They're like they said, right? But what that means that's what they heard. Like they they. Uh, well, I'm sure he did not tell her that. 
Yeah. But because we, first of all, in the best of times, we don't have control over that. But now, like, we can't control what FedEx does. We can't control mm-hmm. what these other companies do. We have no fucking clue, really. We can tell you what usually happens. But if you come in on a Saturday, your shoes can't get ordered till Monday. The, the likelihood that they show up on Wednesday is super slim. And she just said, I'm just mad that they lied to me. Like, okay, maybe, maybe they lied, n- or I, maybe they said something that was wrong, but I'm sure they did not lie to you. If they said this to you, that's really what they thought was going to happen. Now, they may have misunderstood the process, and she was like, the manager of that store doesn't understand the process. And it's like, well, yeah, kind of like, (laughs) like I can't use the example of the president, but I wanted to be like, just because you're like high up in the company doesn't mean you know how every single thing operates. Like I'm the only person Mm -hmm. who orders the shoes. So I'm the only person who would know like how fed, how to look up their shipping, uh, like tracking numbers and stuff. No one else has that password. That doesn't mean they're an uh, idiot. Yeah. I'm the only person who has mm-hmm. access to it. So anyway, people are driving me nuts. And yeah, it's, it's, I mean, most people are cool, so it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but this lady was insane. Dude, they asked Houston, like what number of people have benefit, have gotten benefits versus haven't that have made a request, and I swear to God, it was like 3,000 people have been given benefits and 140,000 people have not. <laughs> like, it was it was crazy. I felt bad for him. You drinking a beer? I had to. I had to, <laughs> yeah. I'll drink one with you, tits. You need to. Dude, I've been drinking beer, like, every day. Me too. For real. But, yeah, like, just people, people just not talk, knowing what they're talking about. Yep. Do I need to just get, I've been drinking Nostalgia beer every day. I spent, like, $75 there <laughs> this week. I need to just get some Miller Lite. That's really what I want right now. It's just, like, a Miller Lite. An ice-cold, shitty Miller Lite. Like this. Oh yeah, just like straight yeah, from the Rockies. Models are my favorite. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. I said yeah. Fucking ice cold refreshment. <laughs> Dude, seven hundred dollars for that gig in Indiana. Yeah, man. That's I mean, fucking insane. I know. Um, I hope it happens. You know, I am not sure. I am not sure we'll be playing at all this year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like weddings and stuff, that might be like private events, possibly. But. Yeah, I kind of think that too. I, I think the weddings are probably safe, but I think some people will still cancel them. You yeah. Know, the reception part. They'll still have the money, wedding. Yeah. money, whatever. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of variables. Yeah, but I just don't see a scenario... I mean, I do. I think that if if the NFL and college football put enough pressure on state government, and I don't know what kind of power they have, that's just the only way I can see 
bans of large numbers of people getting lifted is if football makes it so like crowds can be at a game and then maybe concerts can happen. But like, yeah, I just don't right now. I don't see one restaurant like bars lift it. Like if they lift the, if they don't lift the ban, I don't see bars being able to be like, Oh, but we can have live music. Right. Like the whole point of a live band is to get the party going. Yeah. And then yeah, I thought about that too. And then the other part is they might not have the money to pay us. Yeah. So. Well, like places like on the rocks, they're probably going down, man. Yeah. They're probably not even going to survive it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's pastimes probably kind of in the same boat. You know, on one hand, it's like, you know, the barn, the barn is really an Edwards community. So like the barn isn't, they have their own source of income, but it's also like, they aren't even a restaurant like Pastimes is. I mean, the barn has food, but n- people aren't going to the barn for dinner, you know? Yeah. Um, so who knows? But yeah, the barn probably has like budgets. Like right. you have this amount of money to spend on live music. So the bu- budget's just going to get shorter. Yeah. But the good thing is, is we're, we're tight with them. So we would be the, True. the first on the list. You would think, and we're probably pretty cheap compared to some of the other acts they have. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. It is not a great situation, though, obviously. Yeah, man, I'm grateful to be in the job that I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't pay the most, but it's like I'm able to survive. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It's just like, nope. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Um. It, People are freaking out about like vaccines and stuff like that. And like, shut up, people. <laughs> um, do you, uh, what do you think we do when, uh, sounds like some businesses are going to open up like May 1st. Do you want to start doing the next podcast? Because do you want to try to do Van Weezer in person? Is what I'm yeah, asking. I'm down, dude. I'm working from home full time, so I'm all you know. I don't, I'm not like around people okay. like I was. Yeah, I'd rather do it in person. This is this. I didn't get the audio interface to work, so I'm still gonna have to play you music. Like I'm gonna during the music parts, I'm gonna like hold my headphone over the mic like this, <laughs> so hopefully you can hear it. But yeah. Plus, I want to party. I want to. I know. I want to listen to the album record the podcast and then party do you like, think that's we a, listen together yeah do you think yeah, that's a cool. possibility yeah cool um, yeah i'm kind of liking like the weekends open but it's just like i'm not at the same time i was just talking to my coworkers about this it's like you know part of me is like you know i miss the money i miss the money and like playing itself is fun but it's kind of yeah. like you it's kind of like how you all are always like man the earlier we do this the better. Like that's true. Like when you have gigs at night, it's like really the rest of your day is taken up. You can't yeah. really do anything else when you have to be somewhere at 7:30 to play. Uh-huh. You know, you can't like just on a whim go get trashed or whatever. Yeah. Cuz you're still like on duty for 7:30 at night, you know. So, 
I mean, it's it's a long vacation, but I mean, the only, I just keep I daydream every now and then about the first gig back, and how like, you know, if we may, if we do it right, and if the venues do it right, like, it would almost be nice if, like, however long we're canceled, it would be nice if we could have like a month to promote the first one back, you know? Oh yeah, and just like build it up, because I think it would be sweet, but. But I'm worried instead it'll be like, you know, we'll find out bars are open like the Wednesday before some gig that's never canceled. And, and like pastimes will be like, all right, we want you guys playing this Saturday. And it's like, well, we Uh-oh. haven't played together in four months, but <laughs> we'll give it a go. I think we'd be fine. Oh, I think we would, too. But it, w- it would be kind of like anticlimactic, you know? Yeah. I kind of I think it would be sweet to like have a totally new set. Not like three full sets, but like a new set. Like, I would almost feel bad if we came out of this long break and a bunch of people came out to see us and all we had were the same songs we always do. Like, dude, honestly, like, I really think we need to do the Britney Spears stuff and the, get just like a cheesy, corny set that, like, dude, because, like, to be honest, like I'm kind of getting sick of it, like yeah. not doing what our potential is. Yeah. And you know, like our like potentials might be uh different. Like yeah. Jeff's might be like musical ability. Like the picture of the band. Mine is like, I want to just play in front of a shit ton of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And then we can play like songs like that, but like, we need those songs because like everybody I talk to, they're like, you should do this song. And it's like a Britney Spears song. And I'm like, I know. I know, dude. Yeah. I agree with you. I do. But like, I think you should send an email and be like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it might have to come to that, I guess. I mean, not because if, I mean, not telling you what to do, but like, if you leave it like out in the open, people, you know, start speaking become a discussion mm-hmm. and then we get off track. We're like, well, let's do like a deep track yeah. backstreet boy song. Yeah. So we're not as like cheesy, like, no, you have to do that song. Like four yeah. non blondes have to do. Absolutely. Yep. Well, you know what I always say? There's only one person that really needs convinced. Yeah. <laughs> The other two, the older gentlemen fall in line. Uh, kind of. You know. Yeah, I, th- I don't, I don't, I think Jeff is willing to do what he has. To, I really do. I think, like, I do if too. He, the, yeah. It sometimes hurts him to do songs that he's not super comfortable with, but especially because I think a lot of these Teal album songs that we're about to talk about, or even like Unbreak My Heart, Unbreak My Heart is really a better example, but No Scrubs is kind of like this too. Uh-huh. Where like, we don't have to do it like just like those bands did it. We yeah. just have to do it. So it's recognizable as what it is. Like it, it doesn't have to be like the other covers where we do where it's like, okay, this is exactly like the album sounds. Maybe like when you suggest them, like maybe like provide like a YouTube link of like a band doing it and see totally. look how like successful it looks And they'll be like, they sound like shit, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, no, you're right. That That is the way to do it, is to be like, one, decide what the songs are going to be, and then two, find clips to be like, and this is how we'll do it. And yeah. Just, 
this is how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the Britney Spears song in either Larger Than Life or Everybody by... Yeah. Or both. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd probably lean more towards Larger Than Life because it has a talk box. And the more talk And it has box, a cowbell, yeah. The more talk box, because if we're going to do No Diggity with the talk box, we might as well... We might as well have a bunch of songs with talk box. Yeah. So oh 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 oh. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Dude, I'm ready. The, I oh, like talking though, but I'm ready. I know that was a good talk. We we should I mean, this is gonna go at the end of the episode anyway, except for the work stuff. But but uh you know, it's probably good to put it in the episode. I don't know. Anyway, uh <laughs> I know. One, two. Hold on. Two. Okay, I forgot. I have to do the little intro talk here. Do do do. Here we go. The date is January twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. Hold on. No, I have to start again because I have to think about how I'm going to say this. Uh. Okay. Now I got say it. it. Don't spread it. I will. <laughs> The date is January 24th, 2019. The digital release is Weezer's Teal album. This is the Wet One, Bandits two, Podcast. Three.